I haven't ever done this before, and I and I never want to get so big for my britches that I think that I can do things that I just maybe can't. And so there's only one way to find out, right? And so and now I have found out, and I, I, that's just so satisfying, you know. And now you're fired up to go do something. I am so fired up. I'm Jim Fox, and welcome to the Lumen Innovation Podcast, where we shine a light on innovation, creativity, entrepreneurship, and the creative people who make our world a better and more interesting place to live. This episode of the Lumen Innovation Podcast is brought to you in part by the Birdall Pecan Candy and Gift Company. 20 different flavors of pecans to choose from. Whether you want in-shell, cracked, chocolate, or candied pecans, the Birdall Pecan Candy and Gift Company has you covered. Don't forget about their pecan pies and fudge as well. If you live anywhere in Central Texas, stop by their shop at 2626 Highway 71 West in Cedar Creek. If you live anywhere else, keep in mind that they mail pecans all over the country. Give them a call at 1-800-518-3870 or go to birdall.com. That's B-E-R-D-O-L-L.com. All of the pecan products are grown, prepared, and cooked right there in Cedar Creek by the Birdall Pecan Candy and Gift Company. Welcome to the Lumen Innovation Podcast. I'm Jim Fox, and right now I'm sitting in the middle of the 163,000-acre Sam Houston National Forest, about 45 miles north of downtown Houston, Texas. Let me start off by asking you listeners a question. How many miles did you walk in the last seven days? 10, 20, 25, perhaps 30? Well, our next guest knows exactly that answer. The answer might surprise you when she tells you. Just a moment ago, she stepped off the trail, covering the entirety of the Lone Star Hiking Trail. Her name is Amy Morton. Welcome to the show, Amy. Thank you. So let's hear it. How many miles have you walked in the last seven days? Um, not including bonus miles, 96.4. Ah, bonus miles. We will talk about the bonus miles. <laughs> so you started last Sunday, May 12th. That's That was Mother's Day, right? Yes. You yes. started on Mother's Day. Yes, I did. And you've been hiking until about 10 minutes ago. That's right. Yes. Very cool. Why, why start on that date? Uh, no reason particularly on Mother's Day. Um, it was just, uh, convenient. I knew that I could make it to my friend's baby shower party on Saturday, last Saturday, hike the trail, and then I'm going to get back to my another friend's baby shower party tomorrow, back in Austin. And so, it was the time I had, so I took it. Very good. Okay, that works. So, like I said, you just got off the trail five or ten minutes ago. What parts of you are sore now, if any? Uh, I actually feel really good. Uh, Um, good. I have, like, maybe a little toe pain. But, yeah, I feel increasingly better even every day, which I'm super surprised about. So. I'm, I'm kind of not surprised by that. The, yeah. the times I've done long-term walks or bikes or whatever, that you get better after about three days. Yeah. The first three or four days are hard, and then yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, my body's used to this. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. What was your longest uh, day in terms of miles? Um, on Monday, I walked 17 miles. And that was intentionally, but then I think I, on Wednesday I hiked 18 unintentionally because okay. I had a couple of that three miles of, I got lost for three miles. Well, I didn't get lost. I just went the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, a couple of years ago, I came up and did the first 16 miles of this trail and then stopped and it was intended to be a one day hike and it was fine and it was fun. I didn't mind it. 
But the next day, I was sore. Yeah. 16 miles is a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, yeah. you do that two or three days in a row. Yeah. And, and well, and so I had done that last week. I um, I, I went to a couple different parks. I'd been to Pedernales and Garner and Lost Maples all in this last week, okay. and to hike long mileage. And I did the Garner and the and the and the Lost Maples together, day, one day and then the next, so that I could do two days in a row of long mileage. And yeah, man, I was sore. But but I woke up the second day and I thought. No, my body's okay. I'll go do the hike. And I was very sore by the end of that of that day as well. But then I woke up the third day. I was like, I could hike a 15-mile again today if yeah. I had to. You know, if yeah. I was out in the middle of nowhere, it's not like I'm going to call for a rescue, you know. So, yeah, it's, it's yeah. weird after about three or four days your body kind of gets used yeah, to Yeah, I feel really strong today. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Yeah. <laughs> Probably a little adrenaline too, just knowing that you finished. Yeah, all, all that yeah, that's stuff. helpful. Yeah. Before we get into more of the details of your personal journey, talk a bit about... Where we are, what is this trail? Give me what you know of, maybe the history of it, or just kind of set the scene for the listeners. Okay. Um, well, I don't know a ton about the history. I have a book and a trail map and um, the online trail guide, and all three have been super helpful in their own way for different reasons. Um, I know that there, I've always known it's here, and that my friends um, do the, do, I've, have done a lot of section hiking of this trail. Um, I have one friend who has completed the whole trail who, um, I leaned on him a little bit for information about where to set my caches throughout the thing. Um, I know that it is a diverse, um, bunch of, uh, different, uh, kinds of trees that you're going to walk through where you can go through the pines and the oaks and the magnolias and, um, that you can completely change in just a couple of matter of miles of, um, like, what kind of vegetation you're walking through. Yeah, I've experienced cool. that, too. There's even a few miles of, of something close to open pasture. There's yeah. Just oh, kind yeah. Of, well, maybe overgrown weeds, but it's definitely not forest in right. those few miles. Oh, right. Well, yeah, and the, there's some more road walking that I anticipated as well. Yeah. yeah. Probably a total of 8 to 10 miles of that total, maybe? I would say, yeah, one day was definitely 5 total yeah. miles completely together of road walking. Yeah, and there's different, uh, there's 10 different sections of this with names like you'd mentioned, Magnolia and Big mm-hmm. Creek and Wilderness and all of that. Which of those uh, sections was the most enjoyable for you? Uh, the big, the big woods section was my favorite. I, um, I found the woods there to be just charming and lovely and, and stretching vastly in all directions, seemingly. And also, um, it was cooler for some reason in that day. That day. It was probably just the luck of the day. And then also, the trail was much drier compared to my first days and I don't think that it was necessarily because that section is always drier I think it's because by that was Wednesday by the time I got there and it was um just had been drying because we hadn't had rain in a couple days so the people that are listening the uh like we'd mentioned Amy started on May 12th but the the whole five to seven days right before that was national news flooding I mean it was it was it was all over the national news how much rain there was in Houston and it was very, very wet to the point I was thinking that maybe you're not going to be able to start, but, but sure enough, off you go. But I mean, you know, I figured that the worst that could happen would be that I'd have to call a lift and get a ride back to my car, you know. And it, But it didn't rain a single drop on yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, I had a short shower on Tuesday night for maybe three minutes. And okay. I looked at the radar, and it was a tiny blip of green, and it happened to be just passing over. But other than that, not cool. a single drop. Yeah, no, yeah. that's good. And just a, a bit of sprinkles in the area here today. Um, currently not raining, but it was raining a little bit when I was driving in here to the trailhead. Mm-hmm. Uh, back up a few months. How, how did you get onto this journey? Well, I've okay, so I've known that I wanted to do 
big through hiking and um i've backpacked some not an insane amount i did um king's peak is the highest peak in utah i did that a couple summers ago with a friend and um it was probably an average of a eight to ten mile day four days summit on the third day hike out on the fourth day kind of thing um it was beautiful amazing experience i loved it um i've backpacked here in texas a little bit lost maples is my favorite state park it's great and i backpack there you know and you go one night and then you come out the next night basically but i've never never done anything solo i've never done anything through hike or this extensive at all but this summer um i'm gonna go visit family for the fourth of july in duluth minnesota and it turns out that Minnesota has this lovely trail called the, the Superior Hiking Trail. Yeah, there's a several trails up there. I was biking on one of them yeah. uh, last summer or summer before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I'm going to do the Superior Hiking Trail. I decided. I was like, that's it. That's my July. You know, I don't have anything to do in July. I'm, I'm a teacher. My summers, I always want to schedule them to the max so that I can get the much most out of life as I can. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. I decided that I wanted to do that. I have always wanted to... You know, I've always had in the back of my mind the little aspirations for doing a major through hike, like a, like a PCT kind the, of thing. Yeah, you know? so I, I, we're going to talk about that in a bit. But I, this is certainly a, an, it's not quite a baby step. 100 miles is no baby step, <laughs> but it, but it is a step toward doing the Appalachian yeah. Trail or the the Pacific Crest Trail. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And that was and that was the whole idea behind it is that I was like, oh, we have the this great foot foot trail here right here in Texas. I know people in Houston. I've lived in. I, I have. I'm, I live in San Antonio now, but I lived in Houston for a long time, so I have plenty of friends that would bail me out if I needed it. It's easy. I knew, I asked right away. Do, is there cell reception the whole the whole trail? And pretty much everybody in the Facebook group said was you know yes. There's plenty of reception. Which carrier do you have? Verizon. Verizon. Yeah. Okay. I All only right. I was down to three G a couple of times, like maybe once on Sunday and. Um, Two nights ago, I believe. Or, when I or three nights, first I did my few sections here, I had Sprint, mm-hmm. and uh, Sprint was hideous on the, uh, the <laughs> westernmost. I had basically no signal getting oh, out of the car all the way really? to the car, almost nothing. Uh, I have uh, another carrier now, and it's, it's a little bit better, but I, I would still... Actually, when I was... I met you about a mile down the trail here waiting for you, and I didn't have a signal there even a mile down. So, Interesting. Yeah, but Verizon sounds like that's a good thing then. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, here it is. Out in the west, it's, it's AT&T rules. And okay. when we go out west-west, I have... We have a cabin that we go to. There's caves on that property. It's yeah. a natural preserve that we go to, and we maintain it. We go out there. I don't have service, and my AT&T friends all do. Okay, so. yeah. So I, I have AT&T, and it... it it's generally been good since I've had it, but out on the trail here, just in the mile down, it had nothing. Interesting. Well, you should go yeah. west. Yeah, there There's you go. There's plenty of stuff to do out there. Yeah. <laughs> set, set the scene for the listeners here. Most people probably have never done, heck, maybe some have not even done day hikes, but uh, certainly very few have done week-long hikes. What's life like on the trail? How does, how does your, what's your typical daily routine? Um, I would wake up sometimes begrudgingly. I'm not a very good morning person. Join uh, the crowd. Yeah, yeah, it's fine, you know. And I, Well, and so what I decided was that it's okay. I woke up... Mm, I would wake up at 6, you know, go to the bathroom, whatever, get back in the tent. And then even on Monday morning, it was cold and I didn't want to get up. So I had that was the only chilly day we, that I really had in the morning. And um, I didn't, I, I fell back asleep and I woke up at 9, like 10 minutes to 9. I was like, wow, this is really late. I mean, for Texas to be able to stay in your tent without sweating till 9 a.m. Yeah. is, you know, in May. That's, no. that's unusual, right? But um, so I wake up. Uh, coffee and 
hodgepodge breakfast. It's, uh, today and yesterday, I just ate bars for breakfast. I didn't, I didn't feel hungry enough to actually go through the whole ordeal of cooking and everything. But um, I just you, boil you, water. You only had the last half a day. You yeah, know, so. who, yeah, it's fine. It's real, well, and I was low on water. Okay. I had, uh, I had, you know, there's this thing called water math. I'm learning about, <laughs> and I was, um, I didn't want it. I, three miles, I would have had to carry all the all the water I needed for the whole night on a dry camp. Okay. So I had good math but then last night as I was making dinner I knocked the pan and spilled a whole pan of water oh, on the no. ground I was like why if that happens at home it's no big deal no it was really That's like it. yeah so I did that was another reason to not eat breakfast I was like well I'll just eat bars for breakfast it'll be okay I have to have my coffee as long as I have enough for coffee I'm good so this time of year it gets dark around 8 or 8 30 and perhaps yeah. maybe closer to 8 here in the woods um, yeah. what time do you normally get off the trail and how does setting up camp go so I would I would usually get it off around six as try to get as as far as I could by six or you know to where my destination was I had it all pretty pretty well mapped out um and mostly just because the bugs get start getting really yeah. bad and so then I would get into my tent by eight okay. or so at the at the latest sometimes then, I was in there by seven and then when do you actually go to sleep typically? uh you know at first it was really like nine 9.15. But then last night I think I stayed awake and I read a whole... I've been reading Lovecraft and I read a whole book, a whole... one of I have a little in my phone and it was probably 11 before I actually wow. fell asleep. So Lovecraft is an interesting choice because he is generally a horror writer, right? Yeah. Well, yes. He's, it's very... It's very sci-fi-y horror. Yeah. And You'd I, think I wouldn't be... I would be scared. <laughs> well, it's, I, it's certainly someone who's experienced in the woods is... It's not necessarily scary, except for maybe in a few instances where you see a snake or a, mm-hmm. a hog rushes you or something. But but the woods itself, for some, is not necessarily scary. But hiking by yourself as a woman, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the stereotype of mm-hmm. maybe a bit more vulnerable, I found I find it an interesting choice that you would read horror in the evening, too. Uh, yeah, I just got into him. Um, he really loves caves and geology, and, and okay. so do I. And I realized this. I, I had downloaded... I've always been a big fan of horror. And so I just downloaded, it's, I mean, it's free on my uh, yeah. Kindle okay. to download. And so I just have it on my phone, right? And, um, I and uh, I just, yeah, it's good. This one was great. It was about Antarctica. It's very cool. Okay. Yeah. I guess the advantage of on your phone is you don't need an extra light because it's already backlit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. If, right. you had a, if you had one of the old school Kindles, then you would probably need Well, and it's just less things to carry. Yeah, my sure. phone is, is, is good for, I mean, here, of course, having service, but even in the, in, in the actual, you know, where you, you don't have reception, pictures plus I have a great GPS app that yeah. um, I don't need signal for. Plus music, plus reading material, that, yeah. you know, it's just worth it, you know. All of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Talk about, you mentioned earlier that you had spilled some water and stuff, but t- talk about a typical meal of how you, how do you cook, what do you cook, what are the supplies you need, what, what kind of, uh, what's on the menu? Um, so for breakfast, I t- generally have uh, mashed potatoes with beans, with chia seeds, with flax seeds ground, with freeze-dried eggs, with bacon bits, and I have it all together already that's already um like in a ziploc and then i just have to boil water you add that all together i like to add fresh cheese if i have it or cheese powder um broccoli cheese soup um for dinner it's similar with ramen i do i i had one night where i had a package of ramen and that's what i ate for dinner with some beef jerky and that was delicious and just fine and a nice soup 
So that's, that's kind of, uh, certainly that sounds like a, a hiker's meal, but if you had that exact same meal for a week at home, that would be weird, I right? don't even like having it for a week on the trail sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I, but yeah. it, but it, that becomes kind of more or less the only reasonable choice when right. on the trail because yeah. of weight and all of that kind right. of stuff, right? Right. Uh, let's go back to the, the uh, Lovecraft stuff because <laughs> imagine, I guess, um, I've been out here on this trail a little bit and you're, you've just finished a week on the trail, but maybe the listeners don't quite know what that's like. So... So imagine, kind of set the scene at 3 a.m., you're lying in your tent, maybe you wake up. Mm-hmm. That's probably some version of sensory overload, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're hearing every sound that mm-hmm. Mother Nature makes. Mm-hmm. Perhaps some uh, imagination goes through your, your mind and some weird things are running through. Describe what is that like in the middle of the night when you're in the middle of the forest and you're miles away from the nearest anybody. Well, it's, it's really threat of any human interaction was the scariest thing in my mind. That, especially... Here at this Mercy campsite that was at 89, so not even that far away from here, um, I, it sounded like it felt like I was camped in a like my backyard of a neighborhood, a, a very Texas East Texas neighborhood. Okay. But there were a lot of gunshots all night long. Wow. Okay. But I think it was people just gun practicing. You know, it was yeah, like pow, a, pow 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 pow. There is a shooting range not long ago. Exactly, yeah. and and I even read in the little book at the campsite. Uh, Barking dogs and gunshots kept me up all night, okay. and it wasn't all night at all by any means. Um, but I can imagine on the calm nights where there's maybe no uh, right here we're hearing traffic we're at the trailhead. Uh, maybe if you're in an area that's totally isolated where there's no human noise, just the sounds of nature, although maybe pretty and relaxing, is also kind of freaky at times. It is, and I think that's my other um, experience with the Big Wood section is that it didn't have any human noises really to speak of that I remember. And yeah, you know, um, what little rustling, oh, or that, you know, to hear a a twig snap, you're like, oh, something big out there. I mean, raccoons don't snap twigs when they walk on them, you know? And um, yeah, and so it's like the pig factor, I think, because that's the the footprint I saw the most of, were the the pigs. And, um, you know, I don't know what else that could be. I, I Really, I think it was more... Like on the Lone Star Hiking Trail Facebook group, one person, you know, there's a kook. There's always a kook. Uh-huh. And, the, and the one kooky person got on there and said, you better go with a gun or else you're going to be, you know, to everybody, whoever. He wasn't, I don't think he was talking to directly to me, but um, to whoever is talking about through hiking. And I was like, do I really? And I was thinking about it. I was like, I don't have anything. I have one knife. Yeah. It's just a Swiss, Swiss Army knife. It's this big. It all, you know, and I even said to my boyfriend at one point, I said, well, if I needed it to protect myself, he said, that knife is going to do nothing for yeah. you. And I was like, exactly. And it, whatever time it takes you to get out of your pack and use it. As, and that's why I was, uh, and that's why we were talking about it. I was like, should I keep this in my stove or should I just keep this in my pocket? <laughs> yeah. You know, but what would I do with it? You know, yeah. you know, I'd be well past kidnapped by the time it was useful. Yeah. So I would, I, I would guess, and you surely know this better than I, but I can only imagine there's only a couple real threats. Of course, there's the four poisonous snakes in Texas you got to worry about. Mm-hmm. Hogs are on the wild hogs are in this forest, and, mm-hmm. and those can be dangerous if they're agitated and having a bad day. They can yeah. come at you. Um, there are reports in the area of bobcats. Bobcats are definitely. I saw here. a nice print. Yeah. I think it was a mama with her babies. Yeah. I saw one big print and then lots of little little surround. Yeah. And, and there's occasional reports. I think even further north in here, probably not in this woods, but there's occasional. Reports of bears coming back to this part of Texas, but oh. but I would think those are rare. So there's yeah. really not a lot of major threats like there might be in other parts of the country. So it's like eh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Take chances, and right? that's what yeah, and that's what I'd have to tell myself too if I had a creepy 
moment. Yeah. yeah. So so we, we talked a little bit about the middle of the night noises. Now let's reverse it. What about middle of the afternoon? It's, it's perfect sunny. It's it's calm weather. What is that like? Where does that put your mind when you're just walking a peaceful afternoon and the perfect weather? Is that uh, the same for, for It's that? a lot of uh, introspection, you know, and just what are you doing? What's going on in your life? Uh, sometimes, you know, it's similar to... You know, when you're laying in bed, you can't fall asleep, and you remember every awkward moment you've ever had. <laughs> Sometimes that happens. I noticed that I kept singing in my head, down by the bay where the watermelons grow. I kept singing it. What is oh, that song? It, uh, it's a it's a kid song. I I was teaching okay. little kids okay. recently, and um, have you ever seen a llama dressed in pajamas down by the bay? And I don't know why. Even today, I was like, stop singing that song. Are you singing it in your head or actually out loud? No, in my head. And okay. I think it's because my feet yeah. go perfectly with the tempo. You know, by oh, the I see. Bay, yeah. Where the watermelons grow. And so, and it would just get in there. And that, and that was the tempo I was keeping I'm, with my pace. You can't get it out of your head. And I yeah. couldn't, st- and I wasn't listening to music. I never listened to music the entire time because I had to save my battery power. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, That's I know amazing. it's silly. So other than <laughs> other than music, where, where's your mind going uh, on these long? I mean, six to eight hours on the trail. Yeah, That's a long time. It is. And there's not like you're doing something that keeps your mind occupied. It's just wandering. Um, I w- yeah. I have so I teach at University of Incarnate Word, um, okay. in San Antonio, and we have auditions in two weeks. So I've been thinking about what I want to make them do to try out. Um, I like to write choreography in my head. Good. For color guard and okay. dance and. You know, that's a uh, we're doing. We're gonna do either painted black or back in black for. We're doing a black show because yeah. our colors are red and black. So we'll have one show that's red, one show that's black. So I've been, you know, and we're gonna try to have one of it already together. And I was like, I really like painted black better as a song, but it might be more of a punch to use back in black. You know, yeah. that conversation. You this, know? Uh, I, I'm reminded of when I did my trip across Texas in 2012. It was two weeks solo bike ride, and. And I never had any problems with safety or anything, uh, fortunately. But, but, I, but the same thing where your mind just wanders and your imagination goes crazy. I had one, one day way out in West Texas where it's it's semi-desert out there. Yeah. And there, there's the plateaus and stuff like sure. you see on the Roadrunner cartoons, right? It's, right. It's just kind of the, the, the old West look. And as I'm biking through there, and I'm 50 miles from nowhere, and I haven't seen a car in hours or whatever, and, and there's no house nearby. And my mind just starts wandering that, look over your shoulder, there's a pack of wolves coming after you. Yeah. And it's just, it's silly. And I start yeah. laughing at myself that yeah. this is where my brain is going, but I can't I can't shake it. It's so funny that yeah. you say that now that you're saying that. It reminds me, because I did, I had one moment where I thought, I literally thought to myself, did I just turn around? And I like laughed out loud. I was like, Amy, there's so much that would have to happen in the musculature of your body that there's no way that you wouldn't have that you wouldn't have noticed that you, just <laughs> that you just turned around. I'm like, am I going the wrong way? And I think maybe that is after being lost a little. I mean, it wasn't even lost. It was just going the wrong way. I would have gotten to something somewhere, and I did. You know, I turned yeah. right back around. But it's such a paranoia of you know. Yeah, and that's then that's real. I, like when that ex- happened to me, and it happened to me for. 20 or 30 miles out on the road. Yeah. And once I got yeah. into the town, I forget which town it was I was coming into, but a fairly reasonable city. But just my brain's like, okay, city, all is good now. And it turned off. But but I couldn't, and I was laughing at myself. Internally, I knew uh-huh. it was fake. I knew it was uh-huh. made up. I knew it was my imagination. Uh-huh. But it was still there. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, okay, I'm in the city. All is good now. And it yeah. went away. And it just turned right. off. But it was just such a ridiculous thing that there's 20 wolves pack- chasing after me. Isn't that and, crazy? And, and, and yeah, it's like, it just, it's so weird how your brain Any little there. burnt stump that was, you know, even human tall 
you know, because there'd be there was a lot. Of, there's been a lot of prescribed burns throughout the forest. Yeah. Oh, and so you'll see, yeah. uh, you know, that one right there, for example. Yeah. But there's some that are just a stump. And if it was the size the, the size of a person, that was it. It was a person in my mind. You know, like I, it didn't happen a ton, but maybe once a day where yeah. you're like, oh, is that a person? Oh. Side, side note, uh, one of the times I hiked a section, um, I don't remember which section it was. It's been a couple years. But uh, they actually still had the trail open a few days after a prescribed burn. So there were still actually parts of the forest that were burning. Oh. And you were walking through it. Oh. And it had such a weird Star, Star Wars kind of a feel to oh, it. Oh, I you're... bet. Yeah. It, was, it was neat. Uh, the, the, most of the fire was out, but there were still some significant trees and, you know, 20 or 30 foot tall trees that were still burning. And I, I, I have all kinds of I'd like to talk to the people that do that because how yeah. do they set the forest on fire on purpose yet it doesn't spread to get out of control yeah. but, it, but you can walk through a, a, a control burn fire and there's the, f- the flames are a couple foot tall and yeah. it's totally controlled and you my, move right my it. friend does it and yeah it's, and she talks about it and so yeah weird. it is it's crazy yeah it is definitely so weird give a rundown of uh, some of the equipment that you carry uh, just uh, you don't have your pack here with you it's in the car now yeah. but, but kind of mentally go through it and tell us what you've got with you um I, I found a nice light tent I think the weight has been that's the most important thing of a lot of things, you know. Um, for this hike and this trail, I carried a, it's like a 50-degree bag. Like, it's the littlest, lightest. It's a, basically a sheet, you know. Okay. It's nice, and it gets real small. My sleeping pad is a Static V uh, Climate, and it's great. Mm-hmm. It makes, it's about the size of a Nalgene. By the time you get it all, and you blow it up. What you is know. that word you just said? Nalgene? Yeah. Nalgene is a brand of a receptacle for water. That is bomber, breakproof nearly, and um, okay. you know a lot of a lot of people love it. And so, but it's it's a one liter. Okay, gotcha. okay. Yeah, I do not use any Nalgene's, however, anymore. I've just recently switched for backpacking. For now, I'll, I'll use it for other things, but for backpacking, to uh, soft-sided platypus. It, platypus is the brand uh, okay. receptacles. I have one one liter, and then my my whole filtration system is a platypus. And it's a gravity, a gravity system, and I like it. I like it a lot, especially okay. for the silty waters here. It's really good of getting. I mean, I even had bugs swimming in the dirty bag um, that I was that I was filtering, okay. and it was it great, clear water by the okay. end. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Definitely good. I, I have not actually done that. I need to go buy one of those, uh, one of the several filtration systems. And you just try a Sawyer. Sawyers are good. You so get a, Sawyers. yeah, you okay. get a, it's a bag and you attach it to, and you can just squirt it either in your mouth or into whatever you're using, okay. you know, just, it's a cheap first filter. Thing there was a thing use. on Kickstarter a few years ago. Uh, I'm sure I'm going to butcher the entire description, but I, but I remember it as a straw that you could literally drink. Life straw. straw. Yeah. Life okay. straw. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're also great. The only problem with the life straw and Sawyer is that a they're small and they can't do a bunch of water at a, in a short okay. amount of time, and if they get frozen, that's it. They're crap. Yeah. Okay. So you have to like sleep with it when you're in a in a cold climate. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, okay. but I like them for other things, especially in cave. You know. Totally good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are some things that you brought that you now realize that well, I wish I wouldn't have. I didn't need it or too much food. Too much food. Typical okay. rookie mistake. I knew it was probably going to be the truth. I had already made together a thing of trail mix which was like cherries and mixed nuts and that was already there ready to go and then I went to Trader Joe's and I got peanut butter pretzels and these little corn things that I love and this a lot of other varieties of dried fruits that I put together in a bag and I didn't need all of that together I didn't need the trail mix and the you know I see I, I have probably eight to ten bars still sitting in my car right there. I don't need them all, you know? Yeah. So now, I mean, that's the whole point of having a shakedown hike like this is that I know approximately how much I'll eat 
yeah. be closer. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I remember when I did my uh, my trip across Texas that I I took I, I intended to eat most of my meals in restaurants. I'm, I'm going to be on the roads on, mm-hmm. on this trip, but I also knew that if I needed to camp out for a night and if I'm stuck out in the middle of nowhere between towns, that I would uh, have to have supplies. So I did bring some food for that, and and yeah, it went I mean, the whole time. So yeah, I, I could have saved a couple pounds and stuff, right? But there, so, well, yeah, but, but one, one meal or one day's worth of food is is important, is, yeah. I think, is a safety thing yeah, to have. Kind of have know? an insurance yeah. policy. Right, exactly, exactly. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Anything that you uh, that you didn't pack that you wish you would have had? Uh, a cleaner for my glasses. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> there uh, strangely, there's so many um, spider webs on the trail that I kept, like, this is this is my typical thing right here. I do that a lot. She was grabbing, grabbing was, her nose and so, yeah, making yes, the spider right, webs off. Right, right. And so then I would also put my fingers on my glasses and smudge them all up and I didn't have anything easily ready to just wipe them off with. Let's break out of the program here for a few seconds to give a shout out to our sponsor, Puzzometry, the hardest puzzle you'll never solve. If you love working on challenging, unique, and beautiful mechanical puzzles, then you've just got to try Puzzometry. P-U-Z-Z-O-M-E-T-R-Y, Puzzometry.com. They have three different puzzles to choose from, and all are for sale at Puzzometry.com. Check it out. You'll be glad that you did. Puzzometry can also be found on Twitter and Facebook. I want to thank you for tuning in to the Loom Innovation Podcast, where we shine a light on innovation. Before we get back to the program, I want to let you know that you can find all of the episodes of the Loom Innovation Podcast on our webpage, lumenovation.com. That's L-U-M innovation.com, lumenovation.com. We are also on iTunes as well as soundcloud.com. Uh, talk about uh, trail etiquette. What are some of the things that a, a good, friendly hiker will do to take care of the trail for the next person? And conversely, what are some really kind of d- dumb, stupid things that irresponsible people may do that will hurt the trail? The one thing that I really tried hard to do, but I'm not very good at, is walk in the mud even anyway. Because you're supposed to walk in the mud versus establishing wrong trail a different oh, trail I see okay I know and there's I, it, countless spots I mean it's yeah. this this is classic here I mean there's some places where you couldn't even see which was the trail because yeah. the mud was so prolific but and the first couple days I was really good at it because I was already just slogging up to ankle deep sure. swamp yeah. anyway and so I would do that so easy to see okay there's a little rim right here and even it's easy to justify in your mind to think Maybe that should be the trail anyway. It's clearly drier. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's just a five feet, out, you know, side. And, there, and there's other spots where a major log has fallen right across the trail and you have no choice but oh, to, yeah. to go around oh, it. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure, for yeah. sure. You know, other people, though, I don't know. You know, like we see here how there's just trash piling out. Over, I mean, that's not even a trash can over there. There's a big, yeah. the little sign-in box right by the trailhead is full of trash and it's not even a trash can you know i mean what their cars don't have room right yeah, yeah if you, I don't if you can throw it on the that. ground you can throw it on the floorboard of your car and, Ex- exactly and i just don't i don't understand so. yeah we're here at trailhead 15 the very last trailhead of uh, well the easternmost trailhead and it's got all the typical kind of the state park brown color signs you would expect in any state park 
And yeah, you're right. The parking lot is kind of littered with stuff and just beer bottles and plastic wrappers and who knows what all. And, and yeah, they've got the wooden box there where a sign-in card would go. But nope, it's stuff full of fast food things and beer bottles and and really, guys, come on. We can mm-hmm. we can do better than this, right? Right. Absolutely. Well, here is the point where I was going to uh, I was going to surprise you with uh, a beer that you like, but well, <laughs> I'm forgetful and I don't have it with me. So let's pretend that you're opening a beer that you've been wanting for a week. <laughs> yeah, so I uh, I will blame it on my assistant, and my assistant is me. Uh, so, uh, I totally forgot some things, but uh, so I assume uh, you you do have a copy of the uh, the official uh, guidebook for the Lone Star Hiking Trail. Talk about how useful that was. I do have it. I borrowed it from my friend. I brought it with me. I thought that the website rundown of every mile was probably a little bit more useful. It's just it's from 09. Okay. And so it's needing some updates. Well, I guess I have some good news for you. Yeah. Uh, episode or edition two, the second edition is coming out in November of this year. Oh, there you go. There yeah, you perfect. Go. Because like yeah. the Mercy Campground, the Big Woods Campground, they're not even on there, you know, the, okay. the primitive campsites. Not that it was difficult to find, but I wouldn't have known about them if I had it, if I'd used that as my only source of information. You know? I see. Yeah, and the web, web page is way easier to update than a book. Uh, and I could just keep it, um, the cached page in my book, in my phone. Okay. And just pull it out and refer to it versus pulling the book out, taking my pack off. You know, I'm not going to, you know, so it was just, I was already getting my phone out for various things. I had it s- simply stored or I didn't even have to stop walking where I could pull yeah. my phone out, you know. What I liked about the book, uh, and again, I've not hiked this whole thing like you've just done, but but I would read the, the chapter for the section the night before. And so you at least have oh, some, yeah. some heads up of what to expect. Right. And, and, you know, in there is a really good descriptions of, hey, don't turn left at this, pin, this yeah. fence. You go to the next fence or right. whatever, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. So those are definitely good things. I did reach out to the author of that book, Karen Summers. Uh, she now lives over in Alabama. And I reached out to her and told her that, hey, I'm going to be having a talk with someone who's doing a thru-hike. Oh. And I said, do you have any questions? And she said, sure. Oh. But she also told me that the second edition is coming out. In Great. November. So, so in November of this year, November 2019, the second edition is coming out. One of her questions was, what is, just generally, what's the current condition of the trail? Um, it's it's fairly fairly muddy, but I, I would say 50% mud, 50% dry. Maybe okay. not even that bad anymore. There's a... Probably one a day down trees over the okay. over the trail where you have to negotiate, and it's not a clear way on necessarily. Yeah. Um, I would say that you could tell that different groups of people take care of different groups parts of the trail. In some places, were more cared for than others as far as signage or, I mean, even I feel like it's funny. I feel like the there's the Lone Star Trail Hiking Club. The one that did some a, a man did the mileage rundown, and that's what I ref, would refer to. I think that he, my guess is that he did the big one section, and then maybe even what's the section after that, Magnolia? I feel like because the way that it was written in his rundown so strongly matched what was actually there. I thought that maybe he was the one who was in charge oh, of that section. I, may, I mean, okay. this is what you think about when you're yeah, hiking sure. for eight hours a day yeah, on the trail, right? <laughs> yeah, you make up these things, you know? Yeah, so the, so the, a little bit of mud, a little bit of not mud. Maintenance issues, were the, what, you, you mentioned there's a couple of segments that are like some maintenance needed, but was there any yeah. that was really, really needing it? Or was I it? mean, if, he, there would, if, he, if I was a less seasoned person, I probably would have had a hard time finding the trail again okay. around some of the trees that had fallen over it. 
there was one part where I literally had to get on my hands and knees to, to crawl underneath. It wasn't trees, though. It was, like, grapevine, a huge yeah, I understand. overgrown, yeah. you know. Another uh, question that uh, Karen asked is, uh, how did you cope with the two bridges that are out? So as, as we mentioned earlier, there's a frequently major rains here in the Houston area. And over the years, two of the bridges uh, have been washed out. How did, how did that work out for you? So Stubblefield, yeah. right? It was fine. Okay. Yeah, so that's that's the one where... That's the, the, the one we don't talk about, right? Yeah, you're supposed to wink, wink. I'm not going to walk over it while so walking over it. it's fine for walking here. Yeah, and so <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like that's that. the, yeah, that's a that's a whole thing. So there is a it's a it's a major well, it's not a major bridge. It is a, a a car bridge that is basically right on the trail, and cars go over it, and hikers go over it. But the floods washed it out to where it is completely. You couldn't pass it with a jeep. I mean, it's completely undrivable. Sure. But there's definitely spots where you can when no one's watching. I didn't watching, even can, have to bridge yeah. anything. I don't know what yeah. I don't know why they're so adamant about because I see the signage on every trailhead. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't. I feel like there's been plenty of other. Maybe because it's the height over the over the um, water. No, it's probably just an insurance liability thing. If you get hit or get hurt walking across that, then whatever. The rate. bridge here at Winter's Bayou was yeah. much. I mean, it was, you yeah. know, um, yeah. swaying side to side as I was walking on it. There's several places in the, um, in the the wood on the floor that I could see through to the water. You yeah. know, I thought it was probably a lot less you know, stable than the yeah. stubble field. One. What about but, the other bridge that was washed out? So that was, that was, um, a main concern for me from the beginning of reading about, you know, what, what the hike was going to be like. And there were several options, including getting someone to come and drive you around. The same guy who did the, the hiking club website had given you a, a bushwhack option. And I barely even read that option. I, I wasn't, I don't like the bushwhack, yeah. but I asked on the Facebook group, and several people had um, uh, a, a down tree that was yeah. just, and it was fifty or hundred. Feet I had down. all this build up yeah. in my head, and the trail was right there. You could see where the people had gone. The worst thing about it, I guess, was that if I wasn't dirty before, boy, I was sure dirty after because yeah. there was lots of ants um, and things on, like building their mound on the on the tree. And then just a ton of scat all over it. I don't know, oh, you know. And so I would, I would, but I would peel off the bark and like scoot the scat off. And then, but I was just scooting along on my butt. Oh, so I, you didn't. You didn't. Walk I didn't you. stand up. Okay. All right. No, I, I. Otherwise, it would have been probably. But it's kind I, of a risky thing. I mean, maybe the odds of falling are low, but it's. If you, I, you don't if want I, to, right? right, you don't want to fall. And yeah. if if I had been with a person, I probably would have walked. And I walked over plenty of other you know, stumps and uh, trees, fallen trees, even in practice, if I saw a tree that was right next to the trail, I would practice just, just to balance yeah. on it because I knew it was coming. Yeah. And, um, and that, that's a big tree there. It's a foot it, and a half or so wide. It's, it was, it's, it was it's very walkable, yeah, but it's oh, just a risk reward it thing. It was, yeah. it was. And yeah. since I was alone and you'd have to get, in, you know, and then you fall in the water and what, maybe I break my arm or something. Or you, you know? just get wet. Even yeah, right. right. Like, well, but yeah. it was a, probably a good... Seven and at least or so feet to the water. Plus, okay. then who knows how deep the water is? You know, it would have it would have been so you with just consequences. Scurry across it and crawl across it, and you're all good. Yeah, I just totally, yeah, I, I, totally I boot scoot, I butt scooted. Yeah. Karen, mm-hmm. another question from Karen, the author of the uh, guide book to the Monster Hiking Trail, is any uh, wildlife encounters, uh, any snakes or critters or anything? Two little snakes I saw in the water mud um, on the trail. Tiny little things, nothing. I don't think that they were um, any kind of poisonous species. Then most of the birds, I think, is what were really impressive to me. And also, 
insects, I know that everybody, oh, the insects. There are some strange insects out here that I don't know what they are. Like, yeah. there's this black butterfly, dragonfly looking thing that's everywhere, and they're beautiful, but I don't, I, it's like a butterfly and a dragonfly had a baby. <laughs> it has a long tail, and they're all black. Butter dragon. A butter dragon, right, butter exactly. Dragon. Uh-huh. Uh, so, what other uh, uh, hikers um, did you encounter? Um, at, the, at the Lake Conroe on Monday, I saw two, four, six people there. Uh, two, three groups of two. Then I saw on on, Mon- on Sunday I saw no one. I saw that those people on Monday. On Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday I saw no one. On Friday I saw one guy with a dog. He was cool. And then today, today I saw three parties. I think a total of six people. Yeah, it's amazing that we're only forty or fifty miles away from the fourth biggest city in the country, and mm-hmm. it seems like no one knows this is up here. Which for those of us who enjoy it, that's a good thing. Yeah. But it's also, dang it, city, get out and enjoy the nature. Seriously. Uh, we need to get more people out on this trail. Mm-hmm. Not so many that it becomes untrail-like, but, but uh, yeah. let's quietly advertise this. Right, <laughs> yeah. right, yeah, right. We only want the good ones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's, you know, five out of the seven days you were here was a weekday, so it's understandable that that's going to be less right. busy. Right, in May. But, yeah, and so... But it's amazing. You can walk 100 miles and see five or six people, maybe. Yeah. It's, yeah, it is. It's amazing. Yeah. It's totally yeah. amazing. Would you do it again? And that's another question from Karen. Would you do this hike again? I say no. Okay. Tell I th- me why. Um, because there's so much to do. You Meaning know, other uh, anything. And yeah. yeah, and it's. But I was just thinking about this before um, walking. It's easy. Yeah. So, I mean, and if, if it was November or, or February, you know, it'd be even easier, you know. If I had a friend who wanted to do it but didn't want to do it solo and I had the time, I would definitely do it with them for sure, you know, absolutely. Yeah. Doing it again solo just for fun? No. I, I would rather, you know, I'd go to Big Bend. I've never been there. Okay. You know, things like that. It's, it's hard for the rest of the country to relate to this, but here we are in mid-May, and it is on the verge of being too warm to through-hike this. Uh, next week it's going to get to be hot and humid uh, summer weather we expect in Houston. Uh, most thru-hikers do this this trail in January, February, March, maybe April, and May is getting really late in the season for that mm-hmm. because of the heat. I mean, it's getting close to 90 degrees now. But it was only in the uh, 80s this week. Yeah. I was really, really lucky. And, and yeah. low humidity. Yeah. <laughs> okay. you're, you're out here in it all day. I'm just but, not, I'm just not yeah. acclimated to this humidity anymore. Yeah, I used to be, but not anymore. Yeah, yeah. I was just watching the forecast this morning, and it's going to get way worse than the next Yeah, I believe it. It's uh-huh. definitely coming. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, give us uh, some advice. What well, if someone is out there listening, wanting to do this, even or another trail near it? Uh, give some quick advice of, of you know, the, like one or two bullet points of definitely do this because or take this with you or whatever. I think that my favorite piece of advice that I have thought of in this past week is every time you see a down tree across your path that you have to sit on to get over it, because that happens. Even tall guys sometimes have to sit down on top of this big old tree. Yeah. Stop and stretch for just a second. Oh, Give yourself good. a little stretch, and totally your body good. will thank you. And I, I totally started good. implementing that right away in the beginning, and I was very, very, very happy with it. Yeah, totally yeah. good. You mentioned earlier the um, the blazes along the mile markers and the blazes, the trail markers. Describe what that's like to the listener. If you've never walked out in these woods, you probably don't know what the trailhead or the the mile markers and the blazes look like. Describe physically what those are. They're uh, they're white rectangles that are straight up and down um, and nailed to the tree. If it's straight ahead, if the trail turns a little bit into the right or the left, it'll be tilted to the right or the left. If the trail turns a lot of bit, there will be two of them tilted in that direction. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and yeah. it's they're 
I, I would say this is probably one of the one of the best um, blaze trails that I've been on. It's it was yeah. you know I was very comfortable with it the whole time. Like looking for the markers, there was almost always one there. Yeah. They're they're know. metal, I think aluminum, uh, maybe mm-hmm. two inches by five inches, mm-hmm. a rectangle, and mm-hmm. like you say, they're pointing straight up or left or right depending on the curve. And it's in my opinion, the the thirty or so miles I've hiked here, it's really hard to miss the trail. Yeah, I think if you're if you're even halfway paying attention, you'll stay on the trail. Yeah, but like we said earlier, if if you get off the trail, it's hard to find it sometimes. Sometimes it's it's yeah. especially when we've had so much rain and there's so many boggy sections where they're really swamp like and it can and the pigs do their jobs too because yeah. the pigs come in and root it all up and some there'll be a couple of times where there was a big fields of ah I'm not sure what's the, uh, yeah and were was literally every mile marked with a mile marker? No, I. I mean, of course, you're not counting every one of them, I'm sure, but... I, I might have had my head down, missed a couple that were on trees. So the ones that are down here are down um, probably, like, what, three feet off? You know, it's yeah. a little... It's a little um, yeah, they're, they're wooden, right? Yeah, they're, they're, they're metal, and it's a little stand-up, stuck-in-the-ground, post-type thing that says your mile marker, and it has a hiker, and it's like, no motor vehicles, no pack animals, you know? Those those ones I'd almost always see. I, I assumed I'm, I missed a few, I'm sure. And then um, then there would be others on the tree that had a red diamond around them, and okay. I think that those I missed more. I if I missed them. Yeah. So most most miles out here, at least the thirty or so miles I've been, most of them have every mile has yeah. a mile marker that says you're mile twenty seven. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I and mean, it was totally it good. was great. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally good. Uh, what's what's next for you? You've uh, mentioned you've got a trip coming up in Minnesota here in a few weeks or a few months. Yeah, yeah. I'm well. First, I'm going to go to Mexico um, and do some cave exploring there. And okay. um, oh, I forget the name of the state I'm going to. It's different than usual. Um, I'll do that at the end of June, and then I'll go to Minnesota and do the Superior Hiking Trail. Um, how, how long is that? Uh, three hundred and six miles. Oh my! Yeah. So that's a that's, that's a three been- three weeks. Yeah, oh yeah, That's yeah. A big one. Yeah, I got 20 days. I was so there's a a traditional through hike and a total through hike that you can do. The traditional is 255 miles okay. and it starts north of Duluth at Grand Marais, I believe is how you say it. Or um, a total through hike is 306 and it's actually all the way from um, Duluth, from the bottom of Duluth. And so I decided last night I will do the total. I think I oh, can. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Totally good. Yeah. Of course, the, the two big ones, I think we mentioned them earlier. We certainly mentioned them before we got on air here. But the two big ones in this country are the Pacific Crest Trail and the Appalachian Appalachian Trail. Are those on your radar? Uh, yeah. I have always kind of had a fondness for the... I, I've been... I've been... I'm well-traveled. But I've been west the least, including the Pacific Northwest. I haven't been at all to either Washington or Oregon. And so I feel like that it'll be someday for me. Yeah. And maybe sooner now than I thought before. So yeah. I don't I don't know the total miles of Pacific Crest Trail, but the Appalachian Trail is around twenty one hundred or so miles. And I think the the, the Pacific Crest is, is similar. Do you know what the miles are? I think are? it's more like three. Is it three? I okay. Th- yeah, I, uh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not 100 it, on that It goes either, from though. Mexico to Canada. Yeah. Yes, and you, and you do Oregon. it from south to north because you start early in the desert where there's still a chance of, of water slash not 110 degrees. Yeah. And then you can um, get to the northern terminus by in the summertime when it's nice to hike in the summer in there was Washington. a movie about that a couple of years ago do you remember wild with wild yeah, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I, I, was that Cameron I, Diaz no uh, Reese Witherspoon yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed that movie I, I yeah. forgot the title of it but it yeah. was totally good yeah uh, 
Then the <laughs> the other one, the Appalachian Trail book, uh, the book and movie from Bill Bryson. Book was outstanding. The movie was, I'll say, was fully disappointing. <laughs> but, oh, <laughs> but the, but the book was amazing. Uh, it's called it's, Appalachian uh, Trail. No, it's called A Walk in the Woods. Oh, okay. Uh, it's well, about, about Bill, Bill Bryson. It's it's true, uh, true, true stories when he he and one of his college buddies they were both forty five ish give or take and with very little practice, very little exercise in the previous twenty years decided we'll just go walk two thousand miles. <laughs> And, uh, that's what her story was too of the yeah. PCT. She hadn't done it at all. Yeah, I think that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and so the, the I, I highly recommend the uh, the book from Bill Bryson. Okay, but, but maybe skip the movie. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, uh, it seemed to have I don't know what went wrong with the movie, but the the book was amazing though. <laughs> Were there any moments out here? You you have a f- full week. You got uh, you walked around about a hundred miles, a lot of time by yourself. Was there any moment where it just kind of all struck you that holy smokes i'm completely at peace with nature right now at this moment is there anything where that this is it i've come to nirvana yeah i guess i I, it it wasn't a single moment but a gradual realization of and it's like yeah being at peace or just being enjoying what i'm doing that those i think both of those things sort of happened in 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 some sort of state but mostly it's just the satisfaction of being able to do it you know i I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't, I mean, I didn't know what to expect as far as that goes. I'd done a lot of, I've done a lot of stuff, but that, I haven't ever done this before. And I, and I never want to get so big for my britches that I think that I can do things that I just maybe can't. And so there's only one way to find out, right? And so, and now I have found out and and that's just so satisfying, you know? And now you're fired up to go do something. I am so fired up. Yeah, no, I I totally get it. That's, (laughs) that's where I I was with my biking trip you do a handful of smaller things, which... Are not smaller to do the the 150 mile bike rides around here that are that are common in Texas. Sure. The first time you do those is not small, but after you do a few of them, it's like, mm, okay, I've right. done it before. Let's go with something bigger. And, right. And you're in that process now yeah. too. It's yeah. Like, it's I've exciting. A, I've done 100 miles. I'm now. growing. Look at me. I'm doing yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And and who knows? Maybe you'll do the uh, Appalachian Trail in the yeah. next year too. And yeah. 2,000 miles of hiking. That's right. Let's that's, do it. That's totally amazing. Yeah. yeah. Right. On the on the other end of the spectrum, is there any point throughout the week where maybe you were anti in touch with nature where he's like oh i'm done get me out of here i never had the give up moment i didn't ever feel like i I needed to give up or get rescued or anything like that but um there were you know it's hot and the bugs and the the spider webs oh my gosh just the spider webs sometimes because nobody had been on that section of the trail for months maybe you know and so yeah and it was like one spider had this would have this whole layer because nobody had knocked down her webs forever, and so she and she's just gonna keep building them. She doesn't stop building them. She, she, it's like I don't feel bad about. I used to feel bad about knocking down spider webs, but no, they they keep building them whether you knock them down or not. So yeah. it's fine. And uh, they were just I just couldn't stop getting them off of me, get off of me. Oh, walking through them, walking through them, and so it was just frustrating. I think, but and I was like, why am I doing this? I'm soaked with you know sweat and yeah, my feet were webs. killing me and I was some some oh, kind of a side note but I know there are some spiders I think generally the orb web spiders that that tear down their their web every morning oh. they put them up in the evening to oh. catch what they catch then in the morning they more or less recycle the material oh. they, they eat the material again and then they recycle it oh. uh, and, and is orb is it mean because it's a circle 
Yeah, there's a whole huge variety of orb web oh. fever, uh, spiders, <laughs> oh. fever, orb web uh, weavers. Uh, and, oh. yeah, some of them do that, the traditional round. Others are weird, goofy. But there's a whole, huh. I think the family of orb uh, weavers is really, really big family of spiders. But but it's amazing. Some of those literally recycle the material every night, huh. which is crazy. Cool. So is if you, crazy. So if you run into them in the morning, say at 7 in the morning, if you didn't tear it down by 10, it would probably be gone. Uh, which huh. is completely weird. So that's but. a good reason to start hiking later, maybe sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, if I, if I'm wrong about that, guys, let me know. But I think uh, I think there are some orb weavers that do that. Cool. Yeah, definitely neat. Let's see what else. Any other weird stories of you? Any any goofy things? I fell down one day. It turned out fine. Slippery mud, I think it was. You know, or just not picking up my feet enough. A couple times that happened. Yeah. You know, I started talking to myself out loud by about Wednesday. Just saying things like, oh, my gosh, Amy, what's the matter with you? You know, like uh, slipping around in the mud or going the wrong way. Oh, my gosh, that day I went the wrong way. I, I uh, Tell me that process. Trust to myself. I, well, so I was through the bog, and I lost the trail, and I was distracted. And um, so I get out my little GPS, you know, like you do, and found the trail again and bushwhacked to get to it. And started going down the, my merry way and turns out it was back the way I came and I didn't uh, notice all the way until a big creek crossing where there was it was such a big crossing someone had stuck a a, a, a big log straight up and down on the one side to help you get down or get back up the bank because it was such a slippery bank and so yeah, steep yeah. and I, I was like oh, I've been here before but I you know going back is so different from yeah, it, you know and they teach you when you go caving, to look back the way you came a lot so that you can make sure you know which, what it looks like on the way out. But here, I was, like, going one way. I didn't have to worry about that. And, and I'm also a horrible sense of direction anyway. So I hiked a whole mile and a half out of the way. So that ended up being a total of three miles of extra bonus miles is what they call those. <laughs> bonus miles. Um, and then after that, I started talking to myself. <laughs> I guess is what happened. <laughs> it's... Uh... You know, even going on this this trail of, of even a, a half mile or a mile out of the woods, there's so many twists and turns. It's not like it's a highway going straight in one direction. Right. You twist and turn, and it, it is very easy to get turned around. And, and thankfully, the miles are marked, and you can see yeah. signs and recognize yeah. things. Yeah. It's Another good, good reason to make this a good first through solo solo through hike. Yeah. Definitely good. Yeah. So you uh, just got off the trail for the first time in a week. Uh, what's your rest of the rest of your day like? I am gonna go meet my friends in the woodlands. <laughs> the woodlands. Uh, we're going to go to Guadalajara and have lunch. And then I'm going to drive back to Austin and see my boyfriend. Very cool. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah. Very cool. Well, congratulations. This is a heck of a trip. This is a, I've actually been wanting to do this kind of show for quite a while because I, I think it's a neat one. I can relate to it. I, I did my, my trip a few years back. And, and I thought it'd be cool to just capture the story right almost as soon as you walk off the trail that yeah. while the emotions are still still kind of fresh. And I gotta tell you, it's been great having you here to meet me as because I mean it would have been so anticlimactic. I yeah. think you know, yeah. you know. So yeah. when I saw you, I was like, oh, I bet this gym, you know. Yeah. yeah, it's it's been this has been a great experience for me too. Definitely yeah. cool. Yeah. And and audience, I hope you will forgive the poor audio quality, or, or maybe maybe I'm apologizing for nothing. Perhaps it's coming across fine, but but I'm recording this just on my iPad, and I don't have all the typical equipment that I normally have. Again, I'll blame that on my assistant who happens to be me <laughs> uh, but we're doing it on the iPad here hopefully it'll come across uh, just fine but 
Uh, congratulations on a, on almost a hundred mile walk, Thank and you. maybe you ought to go walk three miles today just to. Just I to think knock that off. my bonus miles have already given uh, it back to me, so okay. I'm okay. Yeah, totally good. Uh-huh. You got the sensory in, so that's right. That's right. Kudos, good job Thank on you. that, and uh, thanks for sharing your story. Thanks for having me, Jim. It's been great. Yeah. Thanks, Amy Morton, and thanks for listening to the Luminovation Podcast. See ya. Jim Fox, and thank you for listening to the Luminovation Podcast, where we shine a light on innovation, creativity, entrepreneurship, and the creative people who make our world a better and more interesting place to live.